Welcome to the podcast. Come be part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Branion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. So much to cover. We don't have time to even say hello, Carl. Don't <laughs> don't say hello to Carl today. Colin's going to be building Welcome. with his Legos right there. Yeah. Right there next to you. <laughs> right next to me. And Emery's working on her handwriting. Right across the table. A foot away from that. There is a lot of activity right here in the vicinity. If you're uh, around in the vicinity of Rapids... <laughs> What's he showing you? trying me? to say Rapid City, and you're trying to talk about the cross-politic tour. Right. But look at that frog he made with those I Legos. I see. I didn't realize it was a frog. Look, no, look at his that right a there. A frog. <laughs> with a crown on its head. Yeah, well done. That's a good-looking frog. He followed some sort of a positively Lego uh, tutorial thing for that. Uh, cross-politic uh, on the road. The cross-politic tour is in Rapid City, South Dakota. And that's on Thursday, so you should come and see us, Carl, if you're anywhere in the vicinity. Like, if you're within 2,500 miles, you should come there. And Which is what we are, right? See us, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm within 2,500 miles, and so I'm going to be there. Larry Elder's going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know Larry Elder. I don't know him. I know you of know him. know who he is. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. He He's ran for governor of California, didn't California, he? California, yeah. And didn't win. No, he didn't. Because, because they're racist. Well... <laughs> They I won't don't want vote to, for a black man. I don't, <laughs> that's, that's what that is. Clearly, that's what it was. <laughs> they would rather have a white guy than a black guy. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. They've got and, some uh, issues to work out. So that's out. on Thursday. Today, though, I have some stuff I'm super excited about. You can't keep tapping me, Colin. You can't keep tapping me because I won't be able to get this podcast done, and then we won't be able to play Space Base. Grandpa brought Space Base because Colin wrote a letter and mailed it to him asking him to play Space Base again. And but, I brought it. Um, but it's not going to happen unless, Colin, I think it'd be a good idea to take your Legos out to the living room. Space Base is enormously fun. Take take those Legos out to the living room, and then you can show us what you've made after we're done with the podcast. That's correct. Every, uh, this you have week, to work on your handwriting. This week is the anniversary show on Sunday. Yes. This is Monday on the anniversary show on Sunday for Sarbing Comics Quarantine Show. Is no, no. no it would have oh, been it's, yesterday. It's yesterday, so right. you just missed it. Never mind. We recorded it. We record. We were recording this prior to, but yeah, it will yeah, be published yeah, 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 after. Yeah. You're right. Okay, never mind. Forget but what you, I no, just said. No, they can still go watch this it. This Sunday, we're going to be playing Dark Tower with John Thomas too. Yeah, which is going to be super fun. That he got the new Dark that. Tower game, which you don't even you don't even understand. I probably won't like it. You don't even understand how the la- the original Dark Tower came out in 1982. Mm. 1982, which was mm. like, what, 15 years before you were born or something like that? No. 82. No, it was five, five years, years before, before I was born. You were born in 87. Yeah. Yes. Uh, why did I think? I was thinking of your sister. Um, so... The, uh, the the game came out, revolutionized the whole board game industry. It was the first merger of electronics and board game 
technology together. We stayed up literally all night on New Year's Eve playing it with some friends at church. Uh, my dear mother came down the stairs at like 1 o'clock in the morning on what would be New Year's Day, yeah, January 1st, and she goes, are you guys still awake? And we said, yeah, we're playing Dark Tower. And she goes, well, that's okay. You can stay. I just wanted to just wanted to see what the commotion was. And so we packed up the game. We took it out to Dave and Peggy Jandrzejewicz's house, mm-hmm. and the sun was way high in the sky before I went home on that January day. We just played Dark Tower over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so... Uh, playing a new dark tower. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. John Thomas is going to teach it to us. And, uh, and I probably won't like it. You probably won't like it. Uh, but today I got, I got something that I want to talk to you about and it's new. I haven't talked to the peaches about this, Carl. We didn't, we didn't make any sort of plans to talk about this. I'm springing it on her. I'm springing it on her so that she will be having to respond in the moment. There's no, uh, thoughts. There's no pre-thoughts about this. There's no preparation or premeditation. I'm just springing it on her in real time. And the reason I wanted to do this is because I think I recognize what's going on here. I think I know what's going on here, but I want to get your reaction to make sure that I am accurately understanding what's happening. So I wrote an article today about... Uh, well, it's basically about telling people that they're that they should shut up and not talk about things that are outside of their expertise. Because mm-hmm. I get told all the time to stay in my lane when I when I write something that somebody decides is not adequately funny enough, then they say something like, "You're supposed to be a comedian." Well, uh, I'll just read a little bit of the article. It said, "Stay in your lane, John Brandon. You're supposed to be funny. Just stick to comedy." I hear this almost every time I write about anything that isn't self-deprecating. That means I'm not making fun of myself. You seem to think that comedians are only allowed to comment on things like fashion or airplane food or the awfulness of cats. Let me assure you that there's no sacred list of approved topics for comedy. My status as a comedian doesn't put anything off of limits. Also, I'm allowed to speak without punchlines whenever I want. Now, before you disagree, I will gently remind you that I'm a professional comedian and you are not. There should be no debate about which one of us is more qualified to comment about this. I would tell you to stay in your lane, but that's beneath my dignity. I'm a gifted interpreter of the language of unfunny, and when you tell me that I should stick to comedy, I know exactly what you're struggling to say. Here's the translation. I don't like what you said, John Branion. I understand the point you're making, and now I feel bad. I'm not going to wrestle with conviction because that requires thoughtfulness and thinking is really hard. Instead, I'm going to try to set myself up as the supreme judge of comedy. I hope you'll just shut up and go away when I render my verdict that you're not funny. Okay, so that was the gist of the article. Mm-hmm. It goes on from there, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to belabor it. You're not going to be that um, self-promotional? No. Okay. What's the, what's the advantage of that? <laughs> I don't know. You're already listening to my podcast, so there's no reason to. I have yet to figure out the advantage of hearing that much of the article. <laughs> but go on. I will wait. All right. Well, so far, you understand what I'm saying, right? What am I, uh, what am I saying? You're saying that the only people who can talk about comedy are comedians. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wrong. That's right. not what I'm saying. That's what I heard. Uh-huh. No, it isn't. What did I say? 
don't don't make this harder than it needs to be. Um, what am I saying? I'm really looking forward to listening to this on playback to hear if Emery's little mm-hmm, her little song that she's been she's singing this whole time coming is away. being picked up. On the other side, yeah. She Emery's, always feels good when she's painting. She does. So it makes her happy. Did you finish your handwriting? I assume. So I got a response. You did? Okay. On uh, on Gab, I actually got a couple of responses on Gab, so I'm not going to go into the second one. The second one was just a couple of verses, and it it have we talked before about people who just post Bible verses as response to commentary? I don't know. This guy just posts Ephesians five four. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That was what he posted as a response to what I said. Right. And uh, I engaged with him a little bit, but I, like I said, I don't want to really go into that one. Um, so this uh, person said, I don't know what postings led to this one, but to me, citing your being a professional comedian as reason for stance about what topics you can speak on weakens whatever case you are making. Professionalism isn't empty but the fact that you cite that rather than anything referencing god suggests that you have only the opinions of men to fall back on well you know you know we have talked i don't know if we talked on the podcast about people who just post bible verses in response to things we most definitely have talked about appealing to authority right and how being a being an insert profession does not give you some special gnostic insight to truth so Correct. I don't have a problem with that with that person pointing out that it's actually truth is truth because it agrees with what God has to say and not because well, it agrees with what a professional comedian has to say. Right. So I responded, we agree that professionalism is empty. It is incorrect to assume that I have only the opinions of men to fall back on um, because the response, this was... This was written specifically to people who were telling me to stay in my lane because I'm not, I'm not supposed to comment on things that are outside my purview of expertise. So they were basically, they were basically using, using the inverted version of the appeal to authority when they tell me to stay in my lane. It's the same argument. You're not qualified to talk about this. You need to stay in your lane and just be funny. Right. Well, it's basically don't judge. It's basically people saying they, you know, reminding you that you shouldn't judge, which they always have to judge in order to do it. And right. so they're they're coming out of their lane in order to tell you to stay in yours. And, right. But the solution there is not to stop judging or to stay in your lane or agree with them that there is such thing as staying in your lane. The solution is to then go to the scripture and God's word and find out what the truth is, or which lane all of us should be staying in, if you prefer. It really is just don't judge. And so I think that that person, I think that commenter was worried that you are agreeing that we shouldn't judge. Like, that you're agreeing with the whole don't judge philosophy or the whole stay in your lane philosophy Mm -hmm. when you're not trying to, but, like, they don't know that. They don't realize that you're agreeing with the concept that they're trying to put forth. Okay. Uh, so, I, like I said, I said it's incorrect to assume that I have only the opinions of men to fall back on. That is an incorrect assumption, just because I did. Because I did actually cite scripture at the end of my thing. 
And then the response was, then aim to cite your spiritual reasons most prominently. Mm-hmm. And I responded, you're not the boss of me. Uh-huh. How'd that go? I see that you have a real issue with correction from others. So let me put it in this way. If you don't want scrutinizing eyes from passerby, uh, it would seem wise to me to take your dispute somewhere more private. If it is, however, for public consumption, expect to get outside input, including correction. Mm -hmm. So how would you respond to that? I probably wouldn't. (laughs) Right. If you were me, how would you respond? If you were me and you couldn't leave it alone. I told you you last week that I'm more interested in finding areas of agreement this season than trying to nitpick on stupid things that end up being mostly mostly misunderstanding. It's not that you guys even have a different worldview. It's not that you have different beliefs in scripture. It's not that you have a different understanding of who God is and what truth is. He hears you saying, don't judge me. And he's like, no, that's wrong. And you even agree that it's wrong. So I don't understand why, like why we should continue down that, that trail. Like his perspective is that you were agreeing with the worldly philosophy of staying in your lane. That's what it came across as. You agree that we should all stay in our lane. And that's not what you think. You don't think that that's actually a good understanding of, of how to judge. It's, it's like if somebody said, don't judge me. And then your response was, you shouldn't judge me. You judged me when you judged I, that I'm judging. I, needed to, I need to read the rest of it. Okay, the final paragraph in, my, in what I wrote, the final paragraph in the OP, the original post, mm. Here's the lesson that applies to everyone, whether you're a butcher, baker, candlestick maker, or comedian. You are allowed to talk about stuff that is outside your area of expertise. You can write about politics, even if you're a farmer. You can comment on LGBTQ issues, even though you're straight. You can talk about women's rights without being a woman, whatever that is. And you don't need to be a biologist to discuss gender. Those who tell you to stay in your lane are way outside of their lane. But see, that se- that seems to contradict what you're saying. It's not possible to be outside of your lane. Right. What you're trying but to that's... say is that there are no lanes. And then you kind of undermine that with the very last sentence. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it does undermine it. You're right. It undermines it. But that was my attempt to, to highlight. tie it up with a bow. Well, that was my attempt to highlight it. Highlight the hypocrisy. It was literary rhetoric. That was my, yeah, it was literary rhetoric. I was trying to highlight the hypocrisy. So it's like when you tell me to stay in my lane, you're actually outside of your lane. Right. I get it. But that's why I'm saying I wouldn't be bickering with this guy. I don't think that he disagrees with you. I think that he is a, he's a person who would be an ally, except that there was an issue with communication and not with, with context or, or with content rather. Okay. Well, here's, here's what I, think was happening and this is what i wanted to uh to get your feedback on and if it turns out that i'm that i'm wrong about this and maybe i've already made too much out of it but who cares uh (laughs) the person says it's possible that i have an issue with correction myself but what makes you think i expected you to explain yourself to me as though i was your boss it is the more charitable thing for reasons of feedback as a teacher by calling i always seek to learn myself what is helpful and effective. Uh, And I appreciate that you did it, but my motivation is always to teach, not to rule or boss you. If you think my input is lacking, why not politely reject it, comically or not, and move along? Right. Okay. 
Because you said you're not the boss of me. Right. Well, and then she said, you know, it's possible that I have an issue with correction. And I, uh, I, what makes you think I expected you to explain yourself to me as though I was your boss? That was the question. Right. And so I quoted her and I said, you said, then aim to cite your spiritual reasons more prominently. That was your directive. And I said, with all due respect, I'm not required to explain my motives. I'm required to say true things. If something I have written is untrue, then I'm open to correction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, she said again, what is this required you speak of? I gave some pointers, not a command. Quit trying to make it something it wasn't. You say you're open to correction, but your responses suggest you are not. And so the reason that I... Uh, continued to engage is because I felt like this was a person who was accusing me of not being open to correction while simultaneously saying that she wasn't trying to correct me. Right. Right? It's just a hot mess, Dad. The whole conversation. <laughs> Were you being serious when you said you're not the boss of me? Uh, Yeah. You were being serious when you said you're not the boss of me. Mm-hmm. You weren't trying to sound. That's the kind of thing that you would throw into a conversation like at this table when you're basically waving the white flag and admitting defeat. Like if one of us <laughs> raises a, a salient point. Is that the word? Sal- salient? Salient. Salient. Yeah. If all of a sudden we, it's clear that there's a point that's been raised that you can't rebut, then you would say something. You would get a sheepish look on your face and you'd say, you're not the boss of me. And everybody would take that as surrender like that is an acknowledgement of defeat so why you would continue past that to continue defending such a childish remark (laughs) is beyond me i don't know why either of you was on gab that night but both of you could have been doing better things with your time than having that conversation about who knows like you're not the the boss of me either (laughs) who even knows why or what was happening at Various times. Maybe you both needed a Snickers bar. I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. I, I am, I, I get annoyed when people say something like, well, you need to be more careful with your, you need to be, uh, you need to state your Yeah, but I just said the same thing more, to you and you agreed. And you're reasoning more. They what, didn't, you said she what? She didn't do a good job explaining what her problem was with your original post. She didn't make the point in a way that you understood. Right. But I said that your very last line undermined the point that you were trying to make. I said that you, I can understand why a person would read that and think that you were saying, stay in your lane, which is exactly what you were arguing against and that you weren't clear that God is the one who establishes our lanes if they exist and that all humans basically have the same lanes open to them and that he is the one who decides when we go and when we stop and where we, you know, all of that. You agree with your critic about those things. It's just wasn't clear in your post. And so when I said that your final sentence undermine that by telling people by saying anyone who criticizes you is outside their lane that's not strictly accurate like that's not the best way that you can articulate your idea because then you once again stepped back into the place of wrongness that the people telling you to stay in your lane were in it's like saying don't judge if you go and explain to people the problem with don't judge which is that it's It takes Jesus' words out of context. There's another place in scripture where Jesus says you should judge and you should judge righteously. Then that makes sense. Then, But you then wouldn't turn around and say, 
you know. So stop judging so me. So stop judging me then. You wouldn't make your very last sentence in your post be. So there you go. Anybody who's judging you is wrong to judge. It's like, no, they need to judge righteously too, just like Jesus tells all of us. They, we all need to stay in our correct lane or acknowledge that there are no that there lanes. there are no lanes. Yes, but you can't have it both ways. I think the problem was that that was that that was taking place simultaneously with the other guy who was saying, who was quoting Ephesians at me mm. about how you're not supposed to basically joke. But that guy, I asked him, I said, you, what are you trying to say to me? You know, they're quoting these scriptures, just say it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know what he was trying to say. He's, he's got these mixed up feelings about how we're supposed to be, we're generally supposed to be good to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't disagree with either. And so maybe right. I shouldn't talk to people on Gab. Maybe, maybe I should just post stuff on Gab and just ignore everything that anybody says to me. I, I would, it takes a long time. It takes a long time to invest in a person, to try to get to know who they are, what they do for a living, how they grew up, what their assumptions are, what type of church they go to now, how often they read scripture, you know, all of this stuff. Like to get to know the context of where they're coming from in order to have an actually fruitful conversation with them, it's almost impossible to do online. And it certainly is impossible to do in just a couple of seconds. So should I just ignore everybody that comments? I mean, there... I can't give you a formula on that either. I can't tell you that there would never be what a reason to comment. But if there's, you know, if there are more people watching or listening, like if it's a public forum, there's pretty much nobody on Gab. Pretty much nobody reading your comments on Gab. That's true. If you get well, a few I, people I reading wonder. the main post, that's good enough. Like to get 12 or 20 people on just reading the original post is one thing. You get maybe three or four reading the comments underneath that. And maybe one other person going far enough into an extended back and forth conversation that they're following. That he gets himself blocked by the other two people, which is what happened here too. Yeah. There was a guy who was trying to quote, help me. Yep. And, uh, and not doing a great job. Yeah. Well, because then now again, you've got more strangers, more unknown contexts, more backgrounds of obscure, you know, of obscure details and, Various assumptions being is made. Is it a matter of just misunderstand? Yeah. Misunderstanding motivations? Yep. Most of the time. Nine times out of ten, the arguments on social media are people misunderstanding what the other person is saying. Carelessly, you know, and and assuming the worst of other people. Instead right. Assuming of, that that person is uh, not open to, quote, correction. Yeah. Because they don't. Right. They don't immediately cave into whatever it is you said and say, oh, you're right. I was completely wrong. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Well, assume you also jumped to the conclusion that that was what that person was. You jumped to the conclusion that that person was not open to correction and that and that they weren't just giving you some valid criticism of the original post. And the problem is a lot of people don't criticize well, like they don't know how to put into words what their problem was with the original post. Sometimes they're valid. Sometimes they're incorrect in their assumptions right. about the original post. Right. Well, that was what I tried to do with the other guy that I didn't read any of that comment. But I asked him several times what his criticism was. And that's what I tried to do with this other person. It's like, tell me what I said that was not true right. because I'm interested in that. She doesn't talk like us. She doesn't have the same language and the way of communicating that we do. Like I said, if Tabby or I heard you say you're not the boss of me, we would have taken that as a end of conversation. Like... We would have walked away. We wouldn't have 
pressed it. We wouldn't have gone back and forth with you. Right, but neither you or Tabby would have said, well, you need to make your, your reasoning clear. No, that's not how I, that's what I said. That's not how I said it. But I did say that it's similar to the don't judge argument and that you seemed to be agreeing with it. You, you seemed to go back and forth between agreeing and disagreeing with the concept of staying in your lane. It wasn't right. clear whether you were for or against that as a as a way to shut down another person's argument. And so because I said it that way, you got it and you agreed with me because this other person said it however way she because said it. Because we speak the same language. Right. She's speaking some other language because she's got some other context with another background and other assumptions and different ways of, of communicating. What in the world? How, how is there ever any hope of us... Time. Of us finding our our people how is it how is that ever going to happen time and and work it takes work to invest in other people and get to the point where you're speaking the same language and i would i would add scripture which is what she tried to bring up she he i don't know i keep going back and forth you said she i assumed it was a he. well the, the first person the the person who was uh the person that we were mostly talking about was a she Oh, okay. Or the name was Anne. I don't want to assume a gender in this we'll day she, and age. She said that she wanted more scripture from you. That's a really clunky way of saying it, right? She doesn't uh -huh. She doesn't really even probably know what she means by that. But originally, the Bible, God's word, scripture, was what unified a nation. That was what gave the Israelites a common language, the right. common law. And it's what gives Christians their unity, even despite... Different foods and different music and different, you know, different life experiences. We have different jobs that we do each day and we live in different kinds of houses. But if we're all reading scripture, we should still have a lexicon that we can draw from. And that's basically what I just did using the don't judge example. You know, that's a different thing that's found in scripture that we can kind of appeal to and go, all right, it's like this. So how would we handle it if we were talking about Jesus's apparent command that we should never judge versus him also saying we should judge righteously. Right. And so if everybody is reading their, their scripture and if every Christian's appealing to the Bible, don't pound on the table, Henry, you've Henry. got to stop using that, that hard, like a hammer. Her, her artistic technique requires banging the brush on the okay, table. Take the paint to the other table then. Emmy, that's not a suggestion. That's a command. Take the paint to the other table. If you cannot stop pounding yeah. with it, take it now to the table in the kitchen. So anyway, that's how we're supposed to right. get the same language. Well, I did I did at one point say to her, I said, if you have a correction other than you didn't quote enough scripture for my liking, then I'm open to hearing so why it. Why does it have to be other than that? Why can't that be her criticism of you? Why can't it be critical? Why can't she say it doesn't seem to be heavy enough on scripture or it doesn't seem to be agreeing enough with with God, it seems to be appealing well, because to then, man. Because that's just an opinion, and we can disagree. Just uh, and her opinion is no more valid than than mine well, if, at that if point. If what she's trying—that's all to I say. was trying to say. I'm trying to say if you're going to be, if it, because she was accusing me of having nothing other than opinions to fall back on, while she was having nothing other than her opinion to fall back no, on. No, she's trying to get you to to go to to God's word, to Scripture. She's trying to to appeal to the common. The truth. She's trying to appeal to our common foundation of truth and to get you to to make your arguments from that and ground your your philosophy in that. And you normally would be willing to do that if it wasn't Gab and if you weren't... Well, I had scripture you know. at the end of this too, but it just wasn't the scripture that she... It wasn't scripture that resonated with her. And also because 
your post went back and forth between whether you should or should not have lanes, so to speak, or you should and should not judge others. I'm just not going to talk to people in the comments. Or you should and should not appeal to authority. That's not a bad idea because, again, in order to have a conversation, you have to both be willing to – you have to have something outside of just yourself that you are – appealing to that's going to unify you that you can both be looking toward for your for your marching orders or for your directions right and what she said was i want more scripture in this it doesn't seem like it's grounded in scripture it seems like it's more the uh, the philosophy of men which is the philosophy of stay in your lane that's not in scripture stay right. in your lane is not in scripture and so yes i agree that she doesn't communicate it the way that you would expect somebody to communicate it she doesn't talk like me or tabby but that doesn't mean that it's an invalid criticism. It just means that she didn't find a way to get it into you, to, to get you to understand it, like what she meant for it to be understood. Right, right. And uh, that's, yeah, that's not really uh, the controversy. I agree with that. So the guy that posted me, and maybe this, the, the guy that posted scripture, he just posted Ephesians 5.4 and Ephesians 4.29. And so my response to him was just Proverbs 17, 22, 22, a merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dies, dries up the bones. And Psalm 52, 6, the righteous will see and fear. They will laugh at him saying, here is a man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. Mm-hmm. Right? So is that, is that, fine. is that fruitful? Uh, conversation it's, where we just fire scripture back and forth. I at mean, each other. it's fine. It's yeah. all of that is relevant to the conversation. Well, and and that's I I I just quoted a couple of scriptures because that's what he did. Right. But then he came back and said, "It's my belief that Mary Hart, spoken of in Proverbs seventeen twenty two, is referring to happiness that comes from trusting in God, enjoying your family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It isn't from laughing at others' misfortunes or fatness or baldness, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Okay. Right, and I wouldn't have a problem with that, but 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 that's not his original course of action was to fire scripture at me. That why is and then come back and then come back and tell when I put scripture back at him. He's not arguing with you. You're not arguing. Well, I didn't say that laughing. I never suggested we laugh at each other's misfortunes or fatness or baldness. You didn't. So why are you offended? I don't understand. I asked him, "Are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? Just say it." So I didn't interpret any of that. I said, what are you trying to tell me? He's, he's sending me scripture, and Ugh. now he's arguing with me. Never mind. I'm not, I'm not even going to talk to you about it anymore. I'm not even going to comment. This is probably our last podcast. I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't understand why you were disagreeing with. If he's posting a scripture and you don't have a problem with it, why would you ask him to give you something to have a problem with? Like, why would you ask him? Why would you invite him? Because to- why, is he co- why is he posting that scripture? He's telling me something. When he posted Ephesians, or he's telling four. other he's people telling that he something. imagines are reading, or he's commenting to others that he thinks are reading, or he's just trying to contribute something to the conversation. Not right. everybody who responds to you is trying to poke you in the eye. Not everybody who is who's sending you a scripture is trying to teach you with it, or correct you with it, or be obnoxious with it. Like sometimes people are just trying to participate. It's like our kids. My kids will sit around and just babble. When we're trying to record the mom cast, it's like they just, they notice others are talking and they're like, oh, I guess it's time to talk too. And so they start just making noise. Not everybody. So I'm overly sensitive. I, I think that this. I'm taking, I'm, I am, I, I took that scripture 
I interpreted his quoting of Ephesians uh, too personally. Yeah. I mean, if he didn't give you any other he, commentary. He wasn't intending He that. didn't say, John, you know what? You should read the scripture and really take it to heart because you obviously struggle with it. Right. And then post it. He didn't say, John, right. here, I have a message from God for you. This is, the, this is the scripture that he laid on my heart because he knows, and I know, that you need to read it and work on it. <laughs> Because you're struggling hardcore, buddy. I'll no, pray for you, brother. You're right. He didn't say that. He didn't say any of that. He, he didn't just say posted that. a scripture verse. Right. And so, yeah. Then the question that he would that he should ask you is, why are you why are you so defensive about this? You know what what is it about seeing a scripture verse in your comment thread under your post that I'm, makes I'm you freak puzzled. Out? I'm puzzled by your uh, by your defense of him because all i did originally was send scripture back at him right and i said that that was fine and you said is that okay just firing scripture back and forth which obviously <laughs> you did not think it was okay obviously you thought that, that sending scripture back and forth was probably the stupidest least productive thing that any person well i did that because do. i wanted to see what his response would be right and he again did not disagree with you he said my understanding is that having a merry heart is the things that having a merry heart represents and not the things that being a wicked mocker would represent. And, mm -hmm. and so again, you said, I would agree with that, but, and then follow that, follow, follow that thought. You would agree with that, but what? But you've already decided that he's being a jerk and you want to fight? No, I guess not. I, I, like I said, I shouldn't, uh, I guess I shouldn't ever assume anybody means anything when they send when they say something to well, me. Well, no, you shouldn't assume the worst. You shouldn't assume that somebody is coming to fight unless they give you a very explicit reason to think so. If they say, you know, like I said, if they say, John, obviously something is wrong with you right now. Obviously you're really going through something very serious to post something that this, that's this you know, problematic. I have a serious problem with what you've written, and here's why. Ephesians 4, 5, or whatever it is. You know, if if he sets it up like that, if he spells out, I am giving you this verse because I'm trying to get you to go in a new direction because whatever direction you were going in your original post is not the correct one. Well, then, okay, they're, they're coming to debate. But not everybody comments with a, with a you know, reason to debate. Sometimes people are thinking they're adding to a conversation or agreeing with a conversation, supporting your original post. And so to say, what do you mean by this? It's like, it's a Bible verse, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is in the Bible. It has to do with laughter. And so maybe I'm not necessarily trying to argue. I don't know. It hasn't been, I, I obviously I can't, disagree with that we're talking to hypotheticals but it's been my it's been my experience that when people quote scripture at me it's because they think that i need to hear that particular scripture that's not been your experience yeah, it has no it hasn't on facebook all the time you will get somebody like our friend ray or our friend uh our our friend steven or our friend you know people from the telegram group if they post scripture mm -hmm. all they do is post a scripture verse you're not going to take it the wrong way because you know them if somebody posts a scripture verse who you know in real life, you would take it completely differently. You would not immediately be defensive. But it's because you know them and not because of the actual comment. I don't know that, I guess I guess the word defensive. Our friend I'm defensive Suzanne. about the word defensive. Our friend Suzanne, our fr if I were to post a scripture verse in the comment thread, you would not, you would not think any ill will. If you posted Ephesians 4 
in response to anything that I had written about, I would probably go, what am I supposed to get from this? Why are you, what is it? I would probably ask you, why are you posting this? What does Ephesians 4 say? It's the thing about not coursed, not, not having coarse jesting. Okay. You're, you're not supposed to be... Uh, uh, Ephesians 4, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Okay. Yeah, I would say it... It depends on what the original post was, but... Well, I read you the original post. Right. I would say that that verse is one that probably everybody on social media would do well to remember at pretty much all times. And I don't see, I don't see a problem with having people posting it as their contribution to whatever the conversation is. Like there's there's no reason to argue with something when your first when your first response is I wouldn't disagree you but know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to uh, this is going to this has been helpful cuz my new policy is just going to be when I get scripture quotes just to like them. Just give a thumbs up and do nothing else. <laughs> okay. That's why when you first said have we talked about people who just quote scripture? I was like, where are you going with this? No, we, so we haven't. haven't. We haven't talked about that and nor should we cuz I think that it, it would be better for people to only post scripture than to try to offer their interpretation when most people are not great at expressing themselves. So, uh, yeah, well that's that's something that we that I I think does need to be you're better off discussed. just saying so a Bible better, it's, verse. It's better to just say things, to just speak in Bible verses yes. than to than to use any of our own words. No, not our own. If you are if you are careful with your words, and if you are uh, if you're a good communicator, and you have been practicing for many years trying to learn how to how to glorify God with your speech, then no, you don't only have to quote scripture. Mm-hmm. But I would say the vast majority of people on social media would be better off. Just Only quoting speak, scripture. speaking in scripture verses. Okay, so if I, I'm, I'm just trying to process and make sure that my new policy is sound. Um, if people that I don't know just quote scripture at me and mm-hmm. I respond with just a thumbs up, mm-hmm. um, that's fine. That should that shouldn't well, get us in trouble. What are you going to disagree with? It's, Nothing. It's scripture. Nothing. No, my the 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 problem that I've created is I'm trying to. I'm You're trying reading to between understand, the lines. yeah, what they're doing. I'm trying to understand why they're doing it, and I'm trying to interpret. I'm trying to interpret their scripture uh, for them. Yes, yes. And I shouldn't do that. No, because you don't have the time to do that with every single stranger on the internet. Well, that's true. If you can't, if you can't disagree with their comment, which you can't, if you it's can't literally with just scripture, scripture right. then just let it go. Like, wow. This is nice that I don't have to engage this person in a <laughs> All long... All I have to do is hit like and I don't move have to on. engage in a long argument with this person I don't know. I can just agree. <laughs> and actually, that'll be... The, the upside of that is they will go away thinking that they've that they've edified me in some way. So it'll be a win-win. I'll save a lot of time, and they'll feel good about and, having helped me improve. And maybe they improve. have. Maybe they have. Is maybe it, this is what the... Maybe <laughs> this is the improvement. Is it bothersome that sometimes their scripture might edify you and it might cause you to have? Yeah, to that annoys me. <laughs> Sorry about no, that. No, what annoys me? What what annoys me? And this is a this is a flaw that I am admitting is that I don't that uh, that people misunderstand me and and when they misunderstand me, I am 
Oh, that's you. Yeah, I thought it was my daughter's me. My watch. phone was ringing. Uh, Sometimes Emery's watch sings to me when I and I can't make it stop, and I had to take it to my 11-year-old and say, make this stop. Yeah, I'll, I'll call him back. Um, all right, well, this has been helpful. I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we had this conversation because uh, in, the, in the future, I just need to take Scripture at face value. Yeah. And not see it as uh, aggression. I'm just saying don't go looking for areas of disagreement. I can't help it. I mean, and I didn't even realize I was doing that. I didn't even realize. I, I thought we were having a conversation. I didn't realize I was being nitpicky and uh, and defensive. <laughs> how, how hard was it to put that word in your sentence? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to admit that I'm being defensive. I'm defensive about being defensive. I told you that. <laughs> well, I just I just think that um, Corinthians 13, 4 through 5 is a really great thing to keep in mind. That's all you have to say. At moments like this. That's all I'm going to say. That's all you have to say. In fact, you don't even need to tell me what it is. If, <laughs> First Corinthians. All I have to know is that it is scripture. But you know it. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 5. I'm supposed to have love? Yep. Without love, I'm just a gong. Love is patient. Just clanging love is kind. Symbol. And also, you're not the boss of me. Mm-hmm. That's not scripture. <laughs> right. So that's... Really, it doesn't even matter what the scripture is. All you have to do is just quote okay. just quote the chapter because and again, verse numbers. You don't even have to tell me what the scripture is, and I can again, thumbs up it. If I had if if we had been talking at the table and the whole family was here, and I had quoted scripture, or Tabby had quoted scripture, and you responded with you're not the boss of me. That would have been the end of the conversation. Right. It's like, okay, checkmate. I quoted God and you said you're not the boss of me. We all understand what happened here. But for some reason on social media, all the normal social like rules are no longer, they no longer apply. And a person can say, you're not the boss of me. And the person on the other side of the conversation doesn't recognize that. That's because I'm defensive. That's because I, I, I keep getting... Because I, I, I can't tell the difference. I can't tell the difference between the people who are trolling me and the people who are trying to contribute to the conversation and the people who are uh, right. so it's know, better, advocating for Joel Osteen's ministry. So what? And, it's better to assume the best. It's better to look for ways that you can agree with those people and assume the best than to start fighting with absolutely everyone as a like as like a preventative measure like to try to avoid accidentally agreeing with a Joel Osteenite like it would be better to find areas where you agree and and build from there rather than to assume this is probably somebody that I'm going to disagree with and I I talked about this with you last week it wasn't even on the podcast it was after we stopped recording and I was telling you that I noticed this in my own life too that Mm. I started looking at absolutely everybody as a potential as an adversary yeah, rather a, than an ally. Right. As a right. potential sparring partner rather than somebody who could teach me something or somebody. And so it, you start looking over your shoulder. Right. You, you don't have anyone you can trust. Your, your circle well, now, of friends gets smaller and smaller and right, smaller. Right. Now I have to go on Gab, and I'm serious about this. I have to go on Gab, and I have to apologize to both of these people and say I was unnecessarily and unrighteously You can wait suspicious. till Monday and send them a link to this podcast so they can find out <laughs> how to talk to you in a way that you will understand. No, it's not their job. They don't, they don't have to worry about that. Now, now I'm guilty of the same thing I was accusing them of. It's like you don't have to... 
Well, just, no, I mean, just like, do the best you can. I, I mean, it as an encouraging thing, I not like as a be... lesson they should learn, but just as a hey, just so you know, he does. He just takes some time. Sometimes you just have to, <laughs> just have to walk him through it. <laughs> it's uh, not you. <laughs> no, I do. I owe them an apology because I, I assumed, I did the same thing to her that she was doing to me, and that was assuming my. Assuming my motives were bad, assuming my motives were unpure, and uh, and that was what I did, and so I I have to own that, and this is this is the dangers of Stupid processing things media. publicly. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is why I this is why I haven't been on social media very much lately. I've found it to be just too much. Too, it takes too much work, and it I, is a lot of work. I think there are some people who can do it, it's a lot of work. but it's like a full time job. You know, to be to be above reproach and to be consistent well, with what's, strangers. What's discouraging about that? And I don't want to end on a downer. We're almost out of time. Go ahead. What's discouraging? Well, about what's that? discouraging is that we're told that we're supposed to be people who who are compassionate and we are kind and we're loving and all the things that First Corinthians talks about, thirteen right. talks mm -hmm. about. We're supposed to be all of those things, but as you have said. It's way harder than just handing out bottles of water at the fairgrounds. Right. It's way harder than taking cookies to people's houses at Christmas time. Right. It requires a lot of investment of emotion, and it and it's damaging to your ego. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to you have to repeat it. I have to repeatedly say, "Yeah, I was wrong about that. Mm -hmm. I was wrong about this. I was wrong about that. I was incorrect in my assumptions of what right. was motivating you." And I have to, and I spend a lot of energy and time basically uh, trying to understand what the other person is, is saying. Right, but you know what? This is going to make you both laugh and want to punch me in the face at the same time. What's, what's kind of <laughs> ironic about it is if we spent more time focusing on helping people learn to write jokes and laugh at their circumstance and be joyful in all things, and if we stayed in that lane it would actually probably be easier than trying to have an apologetics conversation with everybody who shows up, trying to have a philosophical debate with everybody mm. who shows up on social media. If we mm. stayed in the lane of doing what you have been doing for 30 years, it would what actually be easier. I wrote a book easier. about. Yeah. It's, it's like, your okay, version we're of just giving gonna find out water. The funny stuff. We're just going to find right. where the humor is and we're not going to worry about the offenses and we're not right. going to, we're not going to, that's your version of giving out soup mm. at the soup kitchen or water at the fair. And it feels just too easy. That's just too easy. It's like, but that's your no, lane. No, it's not easy. That's the thing that you've been taught to do that a lot of people struggle with. Well, you know, even as you're saying that, I, I'm, it's resonating with me as probably being true. Uh, but that's going to require also ignoring right. this stuff. It's, it's going to be require, a different kind of heart. It's going to require ignoring when I'm misunderstood because right. I will get misunderstood all, all the, time. the time. Right. It's going to require self-control and discipline in one area where you do have to basically cull or or uh, cut out the, the fat, the stuff that you don't need to be focusing on. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, it is going to take discernment and it's going to take a, a certain... Um, I'm going to get strength. a lot of scripture quoted at me when I start yes. doing this. Yeah, and and that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like right. if if the scripture you hear all the time is Ephesians, don't let filthy talk come out of your mouth, and then also on the other side of it, the scripture that you commented back to him, like that's basically the conversation that you need to be having all the time with everybody. 
Like, here's the, here's the thing that he said was true. You know, this is what it means to have a merry heart. This is how we can have more joy in our life. This is how you can find funny things. This is how you can be self-deprecating, you know, if that's what well, you want to do. Well, but self-deprecation doesn't, it, yeah, I'm, I'm already sensing, I'm already, You're already, I'm wanting, already to wanting to argue. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The, the the building up instead of tearing down is the thing that I will I'm going to have to figure out how to set that aside because that's the criticism that I always get is that joking is always tearing people down instead of building people up. Comedy is always tearing people down instead of building people up. Mm-hmm. And even though they don't say it, that's the criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you quote Ephesians 4, you're saying, you know, John, you're supposed to be building people up. And comedy is tearing people down, making fun of their fatness and their baldness. Well, yeah, and, you have to show them, you have to show them otherwise. I mean, that needs to be the thing that you're focusing on, is how to help people learn how to incorporate humor in their life. And it's very hard to teach somebody how to incorporate humor in their in their life if you are defensive, you know that. Like yeah. if you're, you know, if you you're know easily offended, then there's no way that you're going to be able to help other people be uh, stronger. Uh, this was the worst episode of this podcast we've you know, ever had. That's been a theme because the girls came over, my sisters came over on Wednesday and we had a conversation with Megan and she said the same thing. Oh, I hate everything about this conversation. Yeah. Uh, but, thing. Uh, you know, the, the thing is that I know that the conversations I hate the most are probably the most useful and productive. And so we're going to get a lot of emails about this conversation. I'll get over that. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be. Please send us I, your I, scripture verses to next door <laughs> at johnbranion.com. Yes. Send me Nothing all the else. scripture, Carl. Nothing just, else. Just a reference. No explanations. <laughs> no, no additional commentary. Fire your scripture at me next door at johnbrady.com. Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.